everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and I am brimming right now because I just got back from the movies, and boy, was it a film. Uh, I am here to talk to you today about The Forever Purge. That's right, guys. <laughs> from from our episode so long ago of the Purge Quadrilogy, uh, we finally have gotten the fifth installment of this amazing Purge uh, series, and I am so happy to report that this was a great movie. I really liked this movie, and I went in with decent expectations, and they were exceeded, honestly. I was really happy about it, and I'm really excited to talk about it. It's been a really long time since I have gone to see a movie, and then I've recorded that movie uh, I recorded a podcast about that movie right afterwards. I'm not even kidding you. I literally just got home. So uh, I'm just so pumped and ready to talk about it. I think this was probably the most political, surprisingly, of all of the Purge movies just because it felt so uh, so relevant to the time and it felt like such a strong trajectory in the Purge world. And uh, I'll dive into all of that. So before we do, just a heads up, spoilers. Uh, I will be talking some spoilers, but this isn't one of those movies where, uh, you know, anything's really going to be spoiled about the movie. But just in case, go go watch this film. I think it's obviously still in theaters, but it won't be for long because I barely could find a showtime. I should have gone and seen it sooner, but obviously we had a lot of Marvel content to get through. So Forever Purge is directed by Everardo uh, Gout. And uh, I looked at his profile. I have not seen him in anything else. This may be one of his first big things. But it's also, and I love this, written by James DeMonico, who did the the script for all of the other Purge movies. So there does feel like a cohesiveness in that regard, uh, just for the fact that it's the same guy doing everything. But starring the one, the only, Encarnacion from Nacho Libre, Ana de la Reguera, uh, playing Adila, and then her husband Juan, uh, played by Tino Cuerta, and also Josh Lucas is in this movie as uh, Dylan Tucker. Josh Lucas, you may be familiar with in some respects. My big thing is from Yellowstone, which I thought was very ironic because uh, he basically plays the same exact character uh, in this movie. Also a nice little surprise uh, cameo. Uh, I don't know if we'd call it a cameo, but Will Patton is in this movie who uh, played the cop in the Halloween movie. So uh, with that out of the way, like I said, I'm, I'm certainly not going to dive into a kind of a scene-by-scene breakdown. I basically just want to talk about how much I liked this movie. And uh, starting just with the fact that, like I said, it definitely exceeded my expectations. I was really nervous. It's been a while since we've gotten a Purge movie. Not only that, but it's been a while since we've gotten a future forward Purge movie. So if you all remember, uh, the first Purge, and I love this too, and this is why I love these Purge movies. The first Purge is uh, that singular Purge that's like one random Purge night. I think, I don't even know what year it was. It may have been seven years after the Purge started. But following a very wealthy white family uh, as they try to survive the night on the Purge, the second movie, Purge Anarchy, dives into what the Purge is like across the country. And so it follows multiple people's perspectives in a city. Uh, So very different from the first movie. And then the third movie takes it one step further to say, 
well, what if somebody is anti-purge? And what if, you know, getting into the actual politics of running on a platform of ending the purge? So completely different than the other two that come before it. And then the, the most recent one after that was the first purge. So instead of moving forward, they went back and they talked about what that very first purge was. And I loved that because it was uh, the purge in a very, uh, not I was going to say rule, but that's the wrong word, but essentially a very in the city type of movie. So they're uh, taking place during apartment complex and, and it focused more on a bunch of black tenants in those and all of the sort of corruptness there uh, within that part, which a lot of actual black people face in the city, and I think it took place in New York. But uh, taking it one step further, the Forever Purge focuses on uh, Mexican Americans and uh, how they are struggling in Texas, which I thought was fantastic. Not just because I'm from Texas, but because the, like I said, the trajectory of this movie, it just made so much sense. So what happens is uh, Adela and Juan, they flee, they're fleeing Mexico and they come across the border, uh, going to a, uh, a small Texas town. I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's, it's a couple of hours, uh, north of El Paso, I would, I would say. And the husband works on a farm. It happens to be Josh Lucas's farm. Uh, his father is Will Patton. And so he's a horse wrangler there. He's like a really good horse wrangler. And his wife, Adela, she works at like a meat packing plant there. So they're basically just trying to make ends meet. And it, it just shows them kind of coming. And then it, it takes, you know, 10 months later is what it says. And it's the night before the purge. And so same old, same old purge. Apparently, and this is what was really cool, is that the, the movie opens with a really cool credit scene of essentially saying that kind of, you know, how America is right now of... People are very against uh, refugees coming into the country. People are getting really upset at all, all the different cultures in this country. And uh, they're getting fed up with it is kind of what we're seeing from the opening credits. And so uh, we find out at this point that the, the farming family, and specifically Josh Lucas, seems to be racist. He does not, he's not a huge fan of Juan. He doesn't like when Juan speaks Spanish. And there's a scene where they're eating dinner at one point. Juan's not in the scene, but he's with his family, and he says something about, I don't even want my kids speaking Mexican. And it was like, okay, so clearly you're you're not the best guy in the world. But at the same time, his entire family also hates the purge. So they do not like the found the new founding fathers. And that's what essentially has happened in this movie is, again, taking place in the future. The new founding fathers have come back into power and reinstated the purge. So I guess there was some, some time for peace uh, in between the movies. But clearly this has jazzed people up. And they are ready to purge now because they haven't been able to in a while. And so their whole family and Juan and Adela, they are both in different perspectives trying to survive the night, which is like, okay, you know, this is very basic. And so, you know, they're locked down, the family's locked down in their beautiful ranch. And then Juan and Adela, they actually go to a sort of... It's not, not necessarily a crisis center, but more like a community center. And so it's just a bunch of families. They got on a bus 
and they're driving to the center that's being protected by paid uh, soldiers, basically. And so they're just living out the night there. And and this was the coolest part. So, you know, the, the night goes through and everything is good to go. But even during this, we get a really interesting bit about Adela. She goes up on the roof with the soldiers and they're like, ma'am, you, you shouldn't be out here. And she doesn't really listen to them. But she even at one point picks up a gun and uh, starts aiming it and really knows what she's doing. And the guy even asks her like, whoa, you know, where did you get these these skills? And she doesn't answer. And, you know, we're like, ooh, okay, so Incarnacion is heating up, she's on fire, and I'm here for it. Uh, But the night ends, and everyone's okay, and we see kind of the next morning uh, at at some random moments, and like I said, I won't spoil it, because they kind of were jump scares in a sense, but the purge is not over. And so overnight... Uh, and, and you get it through bits in the radio, bits on the news, that there's been this uprising in the country of people calling for the, they're calling it the forever after purge. And they're essentially saying that the purge is going to happen until they cleanse the country of everybody that isn't American. And it's it's just like I said, the the acting, the characters in here are, in my opinion, incredible like they they really are capturing that sort of uh the the piece of what a lot of people i think struggle with so for example will Patton, he's this old uh he's the old ranch owner right he owns this ranch in south texas and again his son sounds like he's being super racist and he's talking with uh juan the night before the purge and he's giving he gives the ranch hands uh purge money he says it's the purge bonus basically you know stay alive so that you can come to work tomorrow, essentially. But uh, Juan's very outspoken, and he says, I don't think you're, he says, can I be honest with you? I don't think your son likes me because I'm Mexican. And he he uh, talks with him, and he gives this really interesting conversation to Juan. He says, you know, I raised my son to be, to uh, embody American values, and I raised him to be proud of being an American, and he says, but I, I'm wondering if he's he doesn't understand what that means. And he says, and I think sometimes I struggle with uh, understanding what that means. And so there's this this fascinating uh, analysis throughout the movie of like what it means to be an American because uh, through all of the things, and that's again why this movie is so timely in that sense is like this is this movie is essentially what would ha- what would have happened had the capital riot been successful or had had you know i don't even know what goes on behind the scenes in terms of the government trying to quell these uh, white supremacist uprisings that have been happening but this movie is essentially what would happen if that actually went off the rails and so it again it was very scary it felt very real these people, they're all saying like, oh, you know, America is for Americans, all of the same stuff that you constantly hear in the real world. But the only difference is these people are literally still killing people the day after the purge. And so uh, they have to escape. And at the same time, Will, the father, he ends up getting killed by one of the ranch hands who shows up later and is like, hey, you know, I'm trying to take down the rich. Like, you you make me work for you every day and you give me pennies while you're blah, 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 blah. And I love this bit too because Will, before he gets killed, says, do you not realize who instated the purge? He's like, the whole point of this, you, you shouldn't be blaming me. You should be blaming the, found, the new founding fathers because they are 
are a bunch of rich assholes in DC that are political and telling you what to do. They are the ones that are, and look what you're doing. He's like, you are, per, you're, you're perpetuating what they want. And so you're saying that you're, a, you're anti-rich people, like you're doing what they're telling you. And so again, to hear this from this ranch guy, this South Texas dude was like, okay, awesome. Like that makes total sense. Uh, it, it just was a very nuanced performance. And I loved that. It's a credit to the writing in that regard. And so as the movie kind of moves on, we keep getting that. We keep getting these little these little bits and pieces of people who are acting so out of character, so anti-American, under the guise that they are being American. And there's this really great piece in it when uh, Juan and Adela are... They're, uh, they're in that community center kind of holding it out for the purge. And so a, a little bit of background on the two of them. Juan's basically, he misses Mexico. He wants to, he doesn't necessarily want to go back. I think he knows he can't go back. But he, he still speaks Spanish in the house. There's a scene where she's like, can you please speak American? Or, sorry, speak English. And he's like, well, why? Like, we're, we're here. And she's like, we need to practice. We need to... Uh, essentially assimilate in that sense. And so she's more of trying to become an American where he's wanting to hang on to his roots. And so you can you see that where she's trying to, you know, have him speak English. There's a couple of scenes where she's listening to, I guess, like audio tapes of, of English. But so when they're where there's when they're sitting out in the per waiting out the purge, uh, he says, you know, maybe he goes, you know what, maybe you're right. Uh, we should leave all of that behind. We should leave our past behind. And we should just, you know, embrace um, the American way. And she says, "You, I don't think you understand what I mean. Like, that's not what I meant. And he says, well, what did you mean? And she said, you know, when we left and came here, she was like, I, she goes, I, I want to explore and I want to embrace America. And she goes, America, though, is... She goes, America is Mexico. America is Africa. America is Italia. Uh, Italy, she says Italia, though. She's you know kind of talking to him in Spanish. She says, I want all of that. I want to embrace all of these different cultures. She says, and I want to kind of make them my own. Like I want to find what I love and and do this thing. And she he's, you know, basically like looking at her in awe, like, how are you this good? And she's, you know, oh, stop it basically. But it really was this really strong message of like, that's the that is what being American is about is being about. It's about embracing so many different people's cultures because this country is built from so many different people coming to this country, either by choice or by force. But at the end of the day, we're all here now. We have so many different people in here. It's this beautiful melting pot. Why not embrace all of these different cultures? And so it, again, just such a cool message from them. And that message is kind of spread to the other people, uh, spread to Josh Lucas's character throughout the rest of the movie. He ends up softening and becoming, you know, a better person. He, you know, he doesn't change overnight. But there's there's a great bit by the end of the movie where he does speak in Spanish to Juan, and it was like it wasn't a lot, but it was enough. And it was like, okay, that's just showing you that you know people can change. And uh, so they they have to at this point again, you know, the purge is forever, <laughs> and so they're like, we need to leave. 
And so they kind of flee, and I'm skipping over all of the action beats. I'll get to that at the very end to just tell you how great the action was in this movie. But they uh, they find on their ranch there was a semi-truck, just the front portion of it. And so they're driving through town, the towns with this, trying to avoid all these insane explosions and fires. And uh, they end up getting to a gas station. They fill up on gas. And while they're there, they hear on the radio in another amazing irony for this film that Canada and Mexico have opened their borders for six hours. And any American that would like to flee there uh, for uh, sanctuary is welcome. And after that six hours, the borders will close, and then that will be it, and they're welcome to stay there until America gets their stuff figured out, is essentially what they say. And so they're like, all right, let's go. And so they drive to El Paso. And again, it was just this <laughs> this crazy irony of like, oh, you know, when, when there is actual trauma going on in America, the other countries around uh, its borders are opening up to try and help them. But when there's actual crises going on uh, in those countries, America won't step in to help. So it's just a really interesting irony there. And so by the time they get to El Paso, though, the uh, God, these people, these psychos, uh, and I don't think they even have a name. They're call maybe they call themselves the Forever Purgers, but uh, they are so bad that you know they end up blowing up a military base. And so at this point in time, and this is what, again super ironic, the new founding fathers have declared martial law on the entire country, and so they've deployed the military to every major city in the country to try and quell this because it's out. It is absolutely out of control. So I guess I'll I'll stop there and just say the action in this movie is absolutely insane guys like uh it reminded me of a mix between uh purge anarchy it, it felt a lot like i i kept saying that to myself as i was watching and i'm like this feels like total anarchy like there were literally just people killing each other in the streets in broad daylight uh hitting each other with you know axes there were executions all kinds of stuff the sort of stuff that you saw on purge night except now all these people are being taken off guard like the police are like what's going on you know the, the purge is over and then the police get shot and it's just like again they're trying to purge the country of everybody that is essentially part of the old power structure think of it like the capital riot that same way of like even the government officials are not safe because they are anti forever purge like they're they're too welcoming to everybody that's coming into this country and so by the end of it they do make it to El Paso, uh, and they have to go by foot from there, and they actually get some help from the people that sort of assisted them at the beginning. Uh, really cool, uh, some kind of cultural stuff about following the roses, and they end up getting to another sort of community center where they're ushered by a, uh, a Native American leader who has like some tribal land by the by the border and that they can get over because at this point again the uh the when the military base was blown up the military actually retreated from el paso and then the mexican border was closed at el paso they're like we can't let anybody in this is too dangerous and so they're like okay we got to get moving like we'll find uh the secret tunnels basically like this this pathway over the mountains and uh they're followed though obviously by these people who want revenge like i said i'm not going to go into too much detail and all that i don't want to spoil everything um like i said i really hope you guys go check out this movie it was really great but they get there and they basically make their last stand 
And uh, it's just, like I said, it was a really cool message and just so timely. And I, I really think hats off to the Purge crew because they have somehow been able to pull off five movies. And, and again, you can argue some of these movies maybe are not as good as the other movies. I'm a fan of all of them. But each movie has a different perspective, and I love that. I would have hated seeing another movie that took place in the city or another movie that took place uh, in, a, in a suburb. And so instead, we get uh, the country. We get, again, South Texas being on a ranch. We do get a little bit of city, and that's what kind of made me feel like Purge Anarchy, but it was it was in El Paso, and so you're getting to see a completely different type of city, but then you're also getting the wilderness as they're trying to escape to go over the border, so completely different than the other ones, but still sort of the same in that regard, so I, I'm sure people would laugh at me in that of saying that it is, uh, it is fresh and new, while at the same time still feeling very familiar uh, in a great way, and I gotta tell you, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time the music was really good the score was great and uh, I, I really actually did like the directing too there was a lot of it felt like shaky cam because you know you're kind of running with them but then there were a lot of really good tracking shots as well so uh, again forever purge highly recommend it uh, I would check it out I definitely I can't wait to see it again and I will buy this movie when it comes out on a uh, disc so just another great addition to the purge i i immediately when the movie ended i googled uh <laughs> purge forever purge after credits and uh, got another one of those stupid articles where it takes you five paragraphs to find out that there is not an after credit scene but they can't end it here like they by the end of this movie uh we find out again yes it's happening all over the country but they said there are other groups of people standing up and fighting against these forever purges purgers so i want to know now like what happens next i get that i think at this point there should never be a purge again but i kind of want to see like one more purge i feel like maybe just one more <laughs> and maybe that's just the the junkie in me the uh, the purge junkie saying please just uh, one more dose of the purge sir please but if if we don't get one i think this is a good note to end on because i don't know where they would go if, unless it was uh like purge worldwide the worldwide purge uh, where we see what the purge looks like in a bunch of other countries, uh, which wouldn't happen though. No other country would be willing to do that. But uh, maybe you're like an old timey purge, like an ancient purge. That would be pretty cool. But uh, other than that, like I said, I enjoyed it. I think uh, on the high that I'm on right now, I would probably give this movie an eight out of 10. That may change in the future. But like I said, I think it's great. I really enjoyed it. And I think you guys will too. Uh, just check it out and let me know because it was it was a blast it was fun so that is where we will wrap up this review and again i'm so happy that i can come to you guys with another review uh, as opposed to a two and a half hour three hour analysis of a film uh, hopefully you all enjoy this let me know uh, for comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next purge